Hey everyone, it's Josh. Uh, before we get into today's episode, just wanted to announce that we are doing a live show in April and we would love to see you there. Uh, it's on Thursday, April 27 at Caveat. The show is called The Worst of All Possible Worlds Presents Brian is Back, the 85th episode podcast spectacular live from New York City. Uh, if you can make it in person, tickets are $15 in advance, $20 on the door. And if you can't make it in person, there's a live stream. Tickets are 10 bucks for that. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can get five bucks off. So for more details about that, go to worstpossible.world. That's our website. All the details are there. And we hope to see you there. Gents, I have some deeply sad news. Uh, oh, no. I don't, I don't, okay. don't want to open the podcast with something like this depressing, like right off the bat. But oh. sure, sure. you know how much... This means to me, so mm. I, I just, I feel like I should clear the air. You sound like um, you're about to cry. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. okay. I just, I um, have to get through this. I just have oh to get boy, through this. Oh boy, here we go, all right. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog is dead. Ah, uh, yeah. What? Yeah. He passed away and was violently murdered on a train. There's now an investigation into his death. Tails is wearing a very cute Sherlock Holmes outfit. And he is going to get to the bottom of this, I promise. But I just, I really need to get that out there before we started the episode. I just, okay. I, if I'm in a bad headspace, it's because my beloved blue boy is m- moited. It's more like you're in a bad hedge space. Hey, there we go. There we fucking go. <laughs> so many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast that puts you in a bad hedge space. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. And I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. And we are going to make sure that Norfolk Southern pays yes. for its crimes yes. against Sonic the Hedgehog. And we're taking our own train back to the little town of Coleraine, as you, you know we do, yeah. for our another installment of our series about the evangelical children's radio program, Down Gilead Lane. Yes. That's right. It is Cola Rainy Days, installment 41. 41, we're back. We've been doing this for 41 episodes. Yes. We have done this for 41 episodes. See me laughing in the cola rain. I think I think the thing that gets me when we do this, you yeah. know, and, and and this is obviously which we, yeah a lot which we, we do, do it often, frequently. Yeah. Uh, is the way that this show just gets its way into a very specific subset of the evangelical Christian psyche, and yes. yeah, yeah. obviously all of our listeners, we we hear from listeners all the time talking about like you know oh they grew up listening to Down Gilead Lane yeah of course you yeah know, who didn't. Who didn't? Everybody remembers the Morrisons. Everybody has their favorite Morrison. Yeah, you know. the internet is just lousy with fan art of the Morrisons. Yeah. Uh-huh. It used to be every gay friend group was identified by which Morrison they were. That's true. That's right? true. Between Golden Girls and Sex in the City <laughs> fandoms. Spoilers, <laughs> I'm a Brooke. Yeah, you are. You are. We've listened to enough of these now. I feel like I can Well, like... and now that we have listened to a bunch of these and we've gotten so deep into all of the melodrama and all of the, the serialization, we're rewinding now right. AJ to introduce you yeah. to some of our, our our big bitch family members right yeah. of course as we know now <laughs> Maya Richter of the yes. bitch Richter family yes. the family yes. composed entirely of twats 
<laughs> the one hundred percent bitch family. The rectors they are bitch yeah. fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, and I know I've said this before. I've made this joke before, but it is amazing that uh, after Andy Richter controlled the universe was canceled, he moved to this small town <laughs> and, and just found this denying, horrible family. Kept denying the existence of God. That's right. Mm. Maya Richter, of course, where we are in the series now, is, yes. has become a Christian, right. thanks to Grace the local blind woman that makes people Christian because of how <laughs> blind she is. Where once she was blind, which is still, others can see. Not her. That's true. She yes. will never see. She is blind, folks. No. And that mm-hmm. is, that is of course... That makes her faith stronger, that's as right. we know. That, that's, yeah. her, that's her character development is, you know, yeah. because she was so blind, that's what makes her such a good fucking Ooh, person. Oh, yeah, right. And the Richters have been mm. bribing public officials. That's right. And <laughs> trying, to that. jail. trying to get rid of Grace, saying she's a cult leader, which mm-hmm. it is kind of strange that she just sort of draws every child in the neighborhood into her home. I, I You know, a couple weeks back, you know, we did our one-off where we uh, went into that Adventures in Odyssey show. Right. Where yes, we, I'm so glad we finally got you to listen to that. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, look, is it is it down Gilead Lane levels? No, of course not. Not quite. But, and it was I, really interesting that it, it seems like even though Odyssey came first, it's like you see the inspiration for uh, Maya Richter like drawing people into her home because mm. that's just what John Avery Whitaker for Grace drawing people into her home <laughs> did with his wit's end. Well, Grace also does that. Look, the, every, everyone is going <laughs> the to only reason the only As reason always. Maya Richter draws people into her house is to be a huge bitch to them. It's, yeah, it's so that they can be <laughs> servants for her. Literally yeah. servants literally for that. her. Yeah. So anyway, we should get into this very exciting early episode. Yes. It's the first episode. Well, yes, it's, it's the not the first sort of, episode It's not at the all. pilot. Yeah. They did a, but like, it's not even a pilot because a pilot is what you like sell to like a channel that's going to produce the show. They just made the whole season at once and then had a pilot that was episode zero. So this is episode one, but it's the second episode and it's already they're doing a two parter. They're like, you know, you know, fuck fuck having like a little simple half hour story. We are going full blown into like my novel series territory. You know, by this point, obviously, we've done 41 of these. So we know the backstory. Yeah, we've Um, we've we've gotten a lot of the lore. We've had all our opinions out. Yeah, I don't think I can extend this bit any further. I feel like we've hit. <laughs> yes, yes, we can, Josh. It's, Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We gotta keep it going. So back on Down Gilead Lane, Colorany Days, installment number 41. Visit we have a great introduction, just like in the same way that as Josh knows, but AJ probably doesn't, mm. um, Adventures in Odyssey had its Chris skits at right. the beginning of the old episodes. But Odyssey cut those sketches from their intros pretty early on. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've down, got Zach. <laughs> yeah, like we know that Zach has a tendency to be a little bit, uh, he, he goes on, right? Yeah, he, he goes on he, way too long. He, he yeah. tries to like just repeat everything that just happened in the episode, both and, before and after it. But right. in these early episodes, oh boy, does he really <laughs> talk. So here we have, of course, a very simple little story. This is something that appears in both the Old and the New Testament. You will be very familiar with it if you ever grew up with any of these scriptures. In Romans chapter 12, verse 20, we're told that if your enemy is hungry, you're supposed to feed them. And when you do that, you'll be heaping hot coals upon their head. Hmm. 
burning flaming hot coals right on their fragile, sensitive little head. Oh, getting a little bit of enjoyment yeah. out of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is really sexual. Your fragile, delicate, nubile head? <laughs> I, I know I was really depressed at the beginning of this episode, yeah. but I guess Sonic is alive and well and living in down Gilead Lane? <laughs> yeah. Well, it does just, I mean, yeah, it's Zach, in this case, is the one who I guess is much like Sonic. He just keeps eating and eating and eating and eating, you know. That's and right, yeah. And Sonic, coals, he just, yeah. he, he can <laughs> keep eating and he never gets full because his metabolism is right. so fast which yeah, just yeah. means that he shits so much and it becomes so like big and heavy oh right. no i just pooped a big one but that's why that's why sonic is always warning everyone about conjunctivitis right hey kids sonic the hedgehog here yeah skateboard is cool but you know what's not cool conjunctivitis from all of my shit all of my horrible liquid shit <laughs> <laughs> so, burning coals on your head doesn't yeah. sound like a great idea, but Zach wants to take it. Rather yeah. than just explaining what the Bible means when it says, you know, pouring coals on your head, we get this whole fucking deranged opening sketch. Picture the desert, okay, the darkness, and <laughs> oh. a guy named Joe. Okay. okay. Well, he doesn't like very many people. Sure. And to be honest, not very many people like him. Oh. Especially oh. Herman. Oh, Herman? Eventually, Herman, Herman couldn't take it anymore. Okay. He loaded up uh -huh. his sheep and headed oh. across the desert. Oh. What he didn't know was that Joe had also decided to move. Okay. And Joe caught up with Herman. Okay. And Herman heard, Hey, I was just wondering if I could, uh, hey, you know, swipe some of your coals for a few minutes. My fire's gone out. I cut most of the rest of the um oh yeah <laughs> the sketch it's part of the actors because it hurt. It sounds like Chris Cooper got a severe <laughs> head injury. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> but anyway, this is the lesson that ends up coming out of the sketch, which is uh not entirely biblical. Now, back then, when people traveled long distances, oh, yeah. they didn't have the luxury of a super deluxe SUV complete oh. with Wi-Fi and uh, heated seats. Wi-Fi? They relied on old-fashioned bonfires to <laughs> keep them warm. How dumb do they think their, their listeners food. are? <laughs> but in order to make that fire, they had to carry burning hot coals along with no, them as they traveled. They had and you'll never guess like where they carried those coals. Oh. In pans on top of their heads. And there we go. Whoa. There we go. There we fucking go. They they didn't they didn't do okay so this is the 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 advanced level of the fucking camel through the eye of a needle thing mm, you know sure. jesus said it's it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a, a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven so because there are a lot of rich people who have appeared within christianity over the last uh, couple millennia about sure. a thousand years ago or so someone named anselm of canterbury maybe this is how it's attributed by thomas aquinas was like oh Oh no, Jesus doesn't mean literally. He he means uh there was a gate in Jerusalem that was really small, but you still had to get your camel through it. So you had to unburden your camel and then set it on like a rolling dolly and slide it through and then put all your stuff back on it so it could get through. They called that gate the eye of the needle. What? This is absolute horseshit, but... This is, like, it's exactly what it sounds like. Jesus is saying th this can't happen. There yeah. are a couple, there's another interpretation that actually makes some sense involving ancient Greek and a vowel shift that happened at the time where the word for camel and the word for rope are very similar. And so they... Oh, okay. So there's one oh. thought that it's like, it's easier to put a rope through the eye of a needle. And that retains the meaning, right? 
No, like, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, Im- it's also a stronger impossible. word picture because it, it connects. It's like you, you can do it with a thread, but you sure can't fucking do it with a rope. I don't know, yeah. man. I like that. trying to picture a camel shoving yeah. it through. Well, that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That interpretation is also wrong because in the Babylonian Talmud, there is an expression given by a rabbi. It is easier for an elephant to get through the eye of the needle than oh. for et cetera, et cetera, oh, okay. et cetera. So this is actually just a Jewish expression from around this time that is very funny and, and very very much sticks with you but yeah, a lot it's of like people when are like no fly. but I have to defend my it's, wealth it's yeah. just a thing that can't yes. happen and so but in the Koine Greek pig actually means why are we <laughs> <laughs> so the Cole story I actually found a couple I had never heard this before I had yeah. never heard this Neither. insane interpretation so is Zach just coming at us with some bullshit here Zach did not make this up so okay. I went and looked it up and I found one article that had any citations at all this article was on free.messianicbible.com oh Hell no. yeah <laughs> which is run by <laughs> Bibles for Israel an organization I could find oh, no information no. about Oh, boy. (laughs) It is one of like five or six that just appear on the front page of Google results that you get for Israel Bibles. There are a lot of people who are trying to sell to Christians like the most Israeli Bible. It's amazing. Okay. Um, And so they end up citing very weird texts. There's one by this lady named Barbara Bowen called Strange Scriptures That Perplex the Western Mind that was written in 1940 that explains away the, the heaping coals. Uh, there's also Farrar Fenton's Bible translation that he did in 1903. He was an amateur Bible translator and shipping magnate where he translated the heaping hot coals on their head to and providing them a fire besides for his needs. Um, no, this is exactly what it sounds like. If you do something good for a guy who's been d- a dick to you, hopefully that will make him feel very guilty as though his head had hot coals on sure. it. Oh yeah, nothing yeah. more to. People did not carry coals that were currently burning in a pan on top of their head at any time. Yeah, in that history. sounds like it would yeah, just no. that would be challenging. Like yeah, after a while, would, those coals burn. They, they, they run out and it's yeah. too hot. Sounds like something fun you can do in the here's desert. The you know? Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing about all this, right? <laughs> That intro right there could have been done in 10 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Instead, by the time that intro ends, we are three minutes and 30 seconds into this fucking episode. <laughs> well, yeah, and I feel like this is a thing that down Gilead Lane and then later beyond Gilead, like, really nails down later on. It's like yeah. they really start abbreviating Zach down and getting it right. down. But, I mean, we're at the beginning here. They're, like, flying basically blind. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And, and this the conflict here at this episode is, like, right, how can you love your enemies? And it turns out that, well, Maya Richter is a jerk. We don't get to the conflict itself for 10 minutes yes. yeah. of this 23-minute episode of radio. Did we mention that this episode is called The Unlovables? Because the Unlovables Part 1. I think that's a good point. This is Season 1, Episode 1, <laughs> sort of. The Unlovables. Yes. And boy, as we know, this show really thinks that this family is unlovable. Oh, yeah. And should not yeah. be loved, really. <laughs> um, but, like, we have yeah. to go through... This scene where Timmy is like, hey, dad, something with a dog. And the dad's like, no, fuck off, Timmy. I have to go pick up your mom whose car has broken down. Well, I think that means it's time for our patented segment. Who's a good boy? It's you. AJ's Doghouse. What's up, my strays and spays? Welcome back to AJ's Doghouse, the only recurring segment that puts the woof in yiff. This oh. week, this week's dog who puts the cur in curvaceous is none other than Kipper no. Jennings, the good yeah. boy next door who gets caught sniffing around the Morrison's yard. What's he trying to dig up, and why is it definitely the previous owners of the Morrison home? <laughs> 
What does this sleek doggo get for his trouble? A rock that breaks his back leg, thrown by one of the Morrison children. Yes. <laughs> On a scale of one to Gonker, this adorably tragic boy gets a shadow trying to climb up the muddy hole only to slide back down again. Mm-hmm. This has been AJ's Doghouse. Every dog from the 90s is dead. AJ's Doghouse. <laughs> AJ, I love that, as as I've said this uh, many, many times before in these yes. 41 episodes that we've done, yes. I love that <laughs> that your AJ's Doghouse outro starts as a Gregorian chant. Like, you were just like, I'm going to improvise a tune, and then it's just like, this is what the priests would always sing. Well, no, no, it's, it's content dictates form. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I did a couple of versions of it, but it was just like, I can't really fully deny the Catholicism coming through. Well, right? when we did that one-off bit about you and uh, Cats, when we were reviewing the Left Behind Kids radio series, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, one yeah, was yeah. An, that one was an Ubi Caritas, and I don't even think you realized that. No, I didn't. And also, it, it goes to my theory that, like, the Morrisons themselves um, okay, are that's, Catholic. That's, that's so fucking enough. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I've been wanting to pull the plug on this stupid fucking bit for, like... <laughs> Okay, it so, was your idea. I, I know it was my idea, but it, we had some fun. Don't we have fun here, folks? Look, we do have fun. Hey, 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 listeners! <laughs> it looks like we're all slapping floor in Odyssey hey, terms. There we go. No, so oh, obviously all. the joke uh, that we've done because it's April Fool's Day week. Yeah, um, ooh, it's many days 41. after April Fool's. So obviously, it's we've, so we've been joking about doing this, of course. And yes. then the joke, uh, just to explain the joke, because jokes are funnier when you explain them. Yes, uh, is that yes. we haven't really done forty-one episodes of this. We usually do Adventures in Odyssey. Here's the thing, though. Everything else that we've talked about is 100% true. This, this is, is a, a real, real show, show. guys. It's yes. called Down Gilead Lane. It was produced in my hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan yes. by an organization called Keys for Kids. Yes. Uh, and Formerly uh, Children's Bible Hour, which was a radio show started in 1942. And it only stopped airing as Children's <laughs> Bible Hour like a decade-ish ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is fucking sicko shit, you know. This is like, this is like the evil, dark Calvinist Michigan version yeah. of, of Adventures in Odyssey. Brian, I do think it was your idea to be like, we should do this for April Fools. Well, I, yeah, I do think it was. It, that. I mean, it was somewhat organic, but like we had been talking about doing the series. We had a yes. couple comments where people mentioned it, and then yeah, there yeah, were yeah. some, uh, let's say, personal revelations that will be revealed later in this episode yeah. regarding yes. the show that cemented that we had to cover it. This is maybe our most expensive episode of the podcast to date because <laughs> I had to spend $200 to get a fucking USB thumb drive that contained every episode of Down Gilead Lane except Ooh. for apparently a handful of cut episodes how that many parents episodes complained about. Are there? There's like fucking... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely over. It's maybe like 120. I didn't actually count them all together of Down Gilead Lane and what was later called Beyond Gilead because there was something about the rights with the original owner, Beth Culp, of, of the first like, Yeah, there, there seemed seasons. to be some sort of split there. But also, yeah. if you... Here's the thing. Not counting them is one thing, but like if you want to find out any information on this, please go to Down Gilly Lane's broken ass website, <laughs> which is nigh unnavigatable. Like, dear God. Getting the thumb drive, it was like, oh, there's no titles on these. It's all in the metadata somewhere. Right. And whenever right. I was like importing everything into Audition to grab clips, every clip said, the metadata's fucked up. Warning, warning, fucked up metadata in these. Yeah, and when you got that, that USB drive, it was from that guy in that trench coat in the alley by your house, right, Brian? Yes. I yeah. mean, the envelope was filthy. 
It was disgusting <laughs> when it got here. Was it here. really? I was don't know what really? kind of journey it had to take. Oh, God. Maybe it was a dog's journey. I don't know. So I just wanted to clear a couple other things before we <laughs> jump into the, and I cannot emphasize it strongly enough, very real episode of this very <laughs> real radio show. Uh, Nothing that we've said so far, including the bit about the dog and the kid who throws rocks at the dogs and the bitch family, none of yes. that is a joke. It, and yeah. the, that the Zach, the fake Chris, is a real guy whose name real. is not actually Zach. The clips, he has a different name. <laughs> The clips that we played so far, 100% real. But the last thing that I wanted to frame up real quick before we jump back into the recap is just a little bit actually about Beth Culp, who we previously mentioned, the person who made this. All you really need to know is that she's from Wisconsin. Uh, She lost her brother in a car accident when she was 11. Around that time uh, in her school, they sang a number of like traditional uh, songs. One of those was Balm and Gilead, which is a Uh traditional African-American spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a very meaningful experience for her. So Balm and Gilead is a song that's been in her head. She interviewed with CBH Ministries, Children's Bible Hour, at the age of 22 and got hired based on a book pitch that she had for a family living in a place called Coleraine down a street called Gilead Lane. Hey there, you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of The Worst of All Possible Worlds. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this, head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash worst of all. And you can listen to not only the rest of this episode, but our entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes. And if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Hope to see you there. 